0: Welcome to the Bourbon Library After Hours. Each week on After Hours, Ryan and I sit down to explore further into the wide world of whiskey by tasting and reviewing whiskeys without the limits of our featured bottle being bourbon. I hope you join us in this journey to challenge and expand our whiskey knowledge. Our show starts now. Hey everybody, welcome to After Hours, the show where Ryan and I drink a bunch of whiskey together and talk about it. So, isn't there an intro that plays before this? Did they just hear an intro? Fuck, you're right. That's okay. It that was a good intro. We can just do it anyway. Should I do it again? Just keep going. For a third time? <laughs> hey, I'm Alec, and this is Ryan. You're listening Thank to you. the After Hours the- Late Night Talk Show. Hey, so, this is kind of exciting, actually, because I feel like we've been sent bottles before, and we've talked yes. about them. You can pour yourself. I don't know why I was going to pour for you. Um, but we got, like, an official package. Yeah, I felt like an influencer. Yeah, you know, like an influencer but I But um, uh, don't tell them this. We don't have a ton of influence. We have zero influence. We have a little. We're we, but we're not influencers. We influence, our, we influence our family, our friends. Yeah, but we're not. We don't aspire to be influencers. I mean, we make content, for lack of better words. But we're you know we have a production company. We we make food commercials and we make documentaries and we do this podcast. But we're not you know trying to influence people no, necessarily. I get it. Yeah. Whatever, but we got this cool box. Explain what was in the box because I think it's kind of wild. Well, yeah. So you, I, it was like a present showed up, and it was this big box. It was a black box with like black lettering. You could kind of read when the light the light hit it right, and then you open that up, and there was uh, a Glencairn glass. There's a beautiful bottle. There's two pieces of wood, which are from it's the state. Sta- yeah, from the the barrels, and um, a nice letter that said, you know. I forget what it said. It said something nice. Mm-hmm. Of it. And then it contained this little pamphlet with all the information about the bottle and the distillery. Which is? Which is Ben Holiday um, from Holiday Distilling. And they're really interesting because we did an episode with their master distiller over a year ago or maybe around a year ago. And they had no bourbon at the time. And he's a young guy. Young guy. You know, somewhere between you and I age wise. Yeah. His name's Kyle. Kyle McCline. And I always call him Kyle Merkin. That's yeah. obviously it's wrong. It's wrong, and I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Kyle. But we had a great. He's he's sort of like a like a I don't know. He's he was sort of like down to earth, smart yeah. young dude who is basically carrying on this legacy brand. Like helped rebirth this legacy brand. Yeah, they were making whiskey in 1856 in missouri in missouri in weston missouri and and kyle's exact words i think well okay maybe not exact but kyle was like the only reason you'd come to this town is for the distillery exactly so uh but that so a year passes by and we're like well hey man we would love to try your whiskey when it comes out yeah they hadn't had any whiskey up to that point right they he were making, just been making it and he was waiting right because they have a parent company and they make other products so like vodkas and gins and such. But, um, but they didn't they were, have a bourbon. They might have a whiskey, but they didn't, ho- under the holiday name, they didn't have a bourbon. And this is a straight bourbon whiskey and it's bottled in bond. So they waited. They did it fully proper. Yeah, they wanted the first batch to come out to be of, of a certain quality and they, and they could wait. So here's the thing that I'm always kind of like nervous about with this with this show is like if someone sends us a bottle, do you feel obligated to say you like it or dislike it or not? I mean, do you feel obligated to like it and do you feel like it's not OK to dislike I, it? Well, I think we have two audiences in that regard. I feel like uh, the. Company that sends us the bottle, I we appreciate that, and like naturally that makes me want to like it. Well, I mean they push the epi- they promote the episode, yeah, or whatever. and they like push well, us um, further into the world. Yeah, and it and it would open us up to get more bottles. If oh hey, every time you send them a bottle, you get a good review. But then we have the audience. To think about and then we have ourselves to think about and we want to give the most honest review because it's beneficial for everybody across the board to do that, too. I think, And we have to have integrity and we have to have like who's going to listen to the show if we say every bottle is good. Yeah. You know, so it's a little scary there. Well, something that's going to be interesting. So we've done this. We did this about a year ago, this interview with Kyle talking about this upcoming whiskey, which I encourage you to go back and listen to. Uh, and now we're, we're going to try it together for the first time mm-hmm. and then we're going to send samples to the group, Yep. dad, Tim, Kyle, Devin, and we'll bring the group together. And I think that's where we'll get the most honest reactions because they feel even less obligated, I yes. think to, cause we don't, like I said, we're in a media company. We're thoughtful about that. These guys are not, they're just ready to like tell you the truth. So, uh, we're also <laughs> ready to tell you the truth, but, yes. um, yeah, I don't know. I Well, felt conflicts for some reason. One thing before we taste that I think is really interesting, and it goes it goes to their what they're bringing, which I think is really valuable. Uh, they could have put this. They wanted bottle and bond, right? And they could have put this out at four years, and they waited two more years until it was right because this is a six year old bourbon. Oh, so they hit the bottle and bond mark and then and they were like, kept "It's waiting. just not ready yet." Yep. And they were doing tastings along the way, right? Like sort of at the distillery with small groups. Yeah, there was like – I think it was a bit of a marketing effort to get people to kind of join the journey. But I remember Kyle saying like, you know, you're going to taste – whiskey that's young and yeah. you don't want to associate that with what our brand is yeah because the end product is really gonna a be a lot of people will is. do that they'll say like we just got to get something out we hope that yeah. our bottles are cool enough and you like local enough that you'll yeah. keep coming until we're good these guys are like, we're just gonna wait till we're good yeah and it's really interesting uh just thinking about geographically like west in missouri i would have never yeah thought oh a really awesome grain to glass kind of whiskey is yeah. going to come from there. I don't know if they're grain to glass, but I know they are distilling. It's not a, uh, non-producing yeah. distiller. So. so something funny that happened to, uh, is that the day that this bottle was sent to us, I noticed like four other people on Twitter that we follow yeah. or that follow us also got it. Yeah. And then there was a group of like the have-nots. Oh, they're like no. group that didn't get it. And they're like, how are you guys all have this bottle? <laughs> and yeah. I was like, I don't know. Emails. Send yeah. your emails. We, start. be you know We reached out. We're talking to people. We want to yeah. have the conversation around whiskey. I want to sip this. I so yeah, doing not drinking it. Yeah, we have it on ice. You know, the nose is very inviting. Um, slightly bready but not yeasty on the nose either yeah it's a sweet nose yeah it's sweet it's like kind of perfect perfectly balanced there so the thing that i get out of it right out of the gate is like a nuttiness almost like peanut butter i was gonna say it's not like a like a jack daniel's sweet No. It's more of like a bitter, oaky... There's a bitter, oaky, sweet... There's a sweetness to it. Yeah. It's like a sort of undertone, or like that first time it hits your tongue, you're like, oh, sweet, and then almost immediately goes to like a nutty kind of peanut butter uh, feeling. Yeah. Um, I will say the finish isn't that long. I don't know. I'm still kind of experiencing it a little bit. Mm. It's tasty. I mean, it's definitely full flavor. It's non-chill filtered, so... It's definitely got all those fatty oils in here that yeah, you're gonna the mouth experience. feels very nice. Yeah, and we are we are having it with ice, so it might be dumbing down some of that finish. Yeah. I would say yeah, it would actually be worth uh drinking it straight or neat out of the gate. Um so this was distilled in spring of twenty sixteen and bottled spring twenty twenty two. So oh, wow. Yeah, six okay. six years old. And um, they even they even tell you the blend of like it's from warehouse C, seventy nine percent of it's from floor five and twenty one percent of it's <laughs> from floor one, which is really cool. That is cool. And um, yeah, the location, western Missouri. What a what an interesting place. And th- and they really talk about how the the climate in geology is uh, very similar to Kentucky, which is very interesting. We've been having so much conversation around. Someone said recently, like the optimal place to make. Well, obviously bourbon, but but uh, whiskey was Kentucky because of the geography and the climate. And I know that people in Kentucky say it all the time. But I was like, optimal for what? Well, I think you that means I mean? dry and... Like, for instance, they are saying it's dry and cold winters alternating with hot and humid summers. Yeah. Which is the variation. So, lots happening. Like, when it's cold and the whiskey's not in the wood, not a lot is happening to that that flavor. Mm. It's not changing very much. Mm-hmm. But the summer happens in those the pores open up and you get more and more whiskey into into, the wood exactly but like in texas it's like that all the time yeah so it happens really fast and that's why you can have six month old whiskey that tastes pretty good but still there's something with like it's it's almost like they're doing small barrels yeah yeah there is something that a molecular change or something that needs to happen when it just sits for a little while and and cooling like cooling down yeah i was gonna say that trans that the like think about your pores on your face, yeah. Like them getting smaller, yeah. That change of until they're blocking, yeah. Wa- uh, coldness completely. Like I've been talking to someone about alchemy, uh, my therapist, and it, it like this idea of alchemy of like you put all these things together and like in order to like purify, you're like kind of constantly pulling them apart and putting them together, pulling mm-hmm. them apart and putting them together as you like work through this process. And that really, like, of course, instantly think of whiskey. Yeah, I was going to say, and you're like, like, I need a drink. Yeah. Doc. Now I need a drink doc. Uh, no, it's like, it's like going in like, yeah, going into the wood and coming out and that process of being sucked in and like the different flavors that it's catching in the way on the way into the wood and the way out too yeah. is important. So that dormant period is, that period of rest is a, an important part of the process. so I could understand there why I just think it's interesting. It's like there's no optimal place for 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 I guess for whatever flavor you're chasing, maybe this is an optimal um, thing. It does taste very much like a Kentucky. Yeah. Right. And they're not. And that's what he was going for. If I remember our conversation, he wanted something right away that would be familiar, but a little bit new. Like I wouldn't be like, hot damn Missouri's got a certain flavor. I didn't, you know, no. which I kind of like because sometimes those new like, oh, this is what Florida whiskey tastes like. You're like, oh, like, oh, God, sunscreen. Yeah. Well, it's funny, too, because, well, Empire Rye is a whole nother thing because it's rye as a category first and then empire rye and like I had to understand rye first before I could yeah, fully um, evolve into new york loving, rye whiskey. Yeah. Empire rye whiskey. But so. yeah, I mean like the, and regional terroir has a huge impact. It's a huge part of the conversation around empire rye. I wouldn't say that this has like the terroir of Missouri or the region that but it's I, made in. But I guess it does. I mean, and if you think about it, like it, it kind of, it has to. That we're saying that's where they've aged it, and that, yeah. that's where they've distilled it. And and terroir, I think, might also exclude uh, Kyle. Yeah. You know, Kyle, her client. Like, he's the one making it. It's still from, like, a head distiller. A man. But that's not what terroir is. No, but, like, that's kind of one of the things that affects... Terroir is, like, the the it's the it's region it's in... I get it. it is like, you're tasting that region. I get it. And I just feel like... Yeah, I mean, I don't I, I, don't think it lacks auteurship, I guess, if that's what that sounds like. Yeah. I think it definitely, I think, that's what I was saying. Kyle's like, he's young and smart, and he's making something of quality. And if I remember right, too, he was looking, maybe it, this was Caleb at Peerless. One of them were looking at the notes of, like, the previous, like, owners and stuff. They were studying, like... Yeah, I think that people, might have been fearless. The people they did it in the past. And I just thought that was really fascinating, too, because it's like... Was it Kyle who said... I think it was. And please go back and listen to this episode. Do it. But it was Kyle who was talking about the tree... No, that was Caleb. That was also Caleb? Yeah. Damn it! Kyle and Caleb, they they should have a conversation. They they were both smart young guys working in whiskey that like are... Well, they do have similarities. They're both revitalizing a brand that existed uh, a long time ago. Like, for instance, their legacy, the Ben Holiday name that's on the bottle is is, uh, as they say here, one of the greatest unknown figures in American history. He earned acclaim as the stagecoach king for his successes in overland overland stage travel, whatever that means, controlling most of the stage and f- freight traffic to the West before selling his operation to Wells Fargo. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Uh, I, I got to say, as the ice sort of melts and, and the flavors open up a little bit, um, it doesn't taste like, obviously, it's, it's 100 proof because ball and bond, but it softens, but then there's sort of a buttery mouthfeel that I really like. And that's a, those oils too yeah. like, from the non-cold chill, non-chill filter Absolutely. Um, that I really like. That's something I've been really looking for in bourbons. Um yeah I'm wondering where now just thinking from the from making Empire Rye now I'm like where they source their grains what malt are they using all these other questions and I don't see I kind of wish that more bourbon companies and more whiskey companies would talk about where they're sourcing their grains well I don't think Kentucky wants to do that because I don't think the answer is very interesting it's Michigan and also we made it in Indiana it's Michigan and (laughs) and, uh, all the malt is from overseas and Canada and Belgium and whatever else yeah so their DSP numbers dsp mo5 so they were one of the early early whiskey companies in missouri yeah i mean yeah yeah i guess that's how and i don't really they went away know. for a long time and then it's been revitalized this bottle uh i think it's gonna do gangbusters it has the like oh, stage, the yeah, stage I mean, coach art but i'm saying from artistically oh from sure. a marketing standpoint yeah it's red white and blue Yep, that's. I didn't it's realize got the stagecoach. It feels old timey. It's bottle and bond, uh, which means you can trust that yeah. it's of a certain age and yeah. proof. Yeah, bottle and bond. They, it's straight bourbon whiskey. It's got an old DSP, like, and and it's good. It lives up to its name. Yeah, I haven't heard one bad thing about it from the people yeah. who got it. No, granted, they were given it, so most everybody's. It reminds me of um, of Heaven Hill. Mm. they're they're um i forget what it's just called heaven hill i guess it's yeah. their their seven year yeah it oh, reminds I, me a lot of that actually the bottle's shape is probably just the same or something that but peanut butter flavor just gets better and better as it really is a itself. nutty peanut buttery yeah. kind that's of really enjoyable that is definitely one of those flavors like peanut butter a little bit of butter in there like it wouldn't i wouldn't say oh this is caramel-y. but no. i would say it's corn like i taste the corn but it's like not it's corn that maybe you like Put butter on. that yeah, but, buttered corn, it's, it's not like, like barbecue corn. corn or corn. Yeah, it's not. Um, it's not smoky either. It's a good, no, no, it's just like a nutty corn. It's good uh, with a little butter sort of finish, uh, and it's easy to drink. And it's and it's we we talked about this in, in another uh, episode with the group, uh, but it's something that it's not. I like it because it's not over complicated, but it's also not too simple that you're not like, Ooh, what is this? Like it has, yeah. it has, it goes on a flavor journey. Yeah. And it does, it's not, it's nothing like you're saying. It's nothing insane. Like I wouldn't compare it to like some of the single barrels I've had. I would love a single barrel from them. I think it would be interesting. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's like hundred proof. They just did the, all the right stuff. Yeah. And they took the time and they were patient. I mean, six years when they could have released it two years ago and started making money. It speaks a lot to their tasters and their blenders too, that they landed on this. Mm-hmm. And I think it is a very favorable flavor, right? It's, like they land on yeah. something that I think a lot of people uh are gonna be like, Yeah, this is good. This is this meets the mark. Uh and it's easy to fuck up. Yeah, yeah right? I mean, yeah. it's easy to like It's easy to make it bad. I mean It's easy don't. to make it bad or to be to settle. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like anybody's settled. It feels like this is where we wanted to land. And as a first round, like, like God bless mm-hmm. it. Like wow, it's only up from here, I feel yeah. like, for for um the Ben Holiday distillery. Yeah, I'm very curious. Alex said something yesterday that I've been thinking a lot about, and I, I'm still kind of torn on. He said, I wish we hadn't opened the bottle. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what the, what's going to happen with them, but, like, we got the first bottle of something. Yeah, I know. It it feels we like we've never had that before. Like, Remus bought the w- first bottle. If you knew that was going to, like, I want, almost want to, I want to definitely go out and get another bottle of this when I can. because. Yeah. And I hate to sit on a bottle or something because we're definitely going to share this with as yeah. many people as possible. Yeah. But I do think it's a special bottle, and the first one will be really something that would be sought after in the future for you want, sure. You want to know a funny, funny one? I probably talked about this before, but I obsess over and have not done and still see Old Tub. Mm-hmm. I like Old Tub. Mm-hmm. I've always liked Old Tub. It, it's just it's in line with what I like. I know yeah. A lot of people give it shit or whatever, but Old Tub. I always think I need to buy a bunch of bottles of this and store it away for whatever reason. Old tub feels like the one bottle I should store away. Do it, do I don't know do one. why. What, I how no do you feel about? I I so I have currently now and and uh, people will have other ways of doing things, but I normally have all my bottles are opened and yeah. tasted. Yeah, I have currently more bottles unopened than I really normally have. But this is the reason there are four bottles that I've already owned and had and they're not single barrels. So I have um Where like an old granddad 114 that I okay. just haven't opened. Wow. And then I have uh a uh, single well, I do okay, so I lied. I have a single barrel um from Copper sea but I'm just waiting to share that with I have one that's people. unopened too. Yeah. yeah. And then I have a Weller 12-year that I just bought that yeah. I don't have the heart to open because it's such so, it's, it's gotten. it's gotten, it's just want it to so scary. Special, like, it's a special yeah. occasion. Just because it's hard to get. Hard to find, depending yeah. on who you are and where you are. But what's the point, right? You got to enjoy it at some point. But I want it to be a special occasion. Oh, I I, I, will. Was, I understand that. Yeah. yeah. It's an occasion whiskey. Yeah. And not one that I will probably buy again for a long time. Yeah. Unless I can find it at a better price. But. Yeah. Um, but Ben Holiday, what bungholes out of five? Would I would give? give it three out of five, which I feel like I give a lot of stuff, which is that it it meets all the marks for me. I think it's a really, really great straight bourbon whiskey. A ball and Bond is such a great way to start. You're competing with, with the big dogs. Uh I think from a marketing standpoint they're gonna do gangbusters. I, I the only reason I don't rate it higher is because Five, to me, is something crazy that I've never experienced. Five as well are like, foolproof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something <laughs> so, wild. So good. Um, and I, I I, think it's like it's not a challenging bourbon. Uh, it's a, a crowd pleaser. It's yeah. a crowd pleaser. And I think that's deeply admirable to find that sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's not easy. And a crowd pleaser, like, that's hard. Right off the bat. Right out of the bat. Because you could do some wacky stuff. Yeah. You know, and some people are gonna be like, "Oh, wow, that's interesting. I love that." Or some people are like, "That's disgusting." This is, I think, most people are gonna really enjoy. It's a hip hop song. Yeah, it's a it's a pop song. No Mm -hmm. doubt. No doubt. Um. Yeah, I'd give it a three point four. Okay. Because I do think, like, that's the challenge that they've they've succeeded at was was a tough one, and that they they waited the six years, and the taste is really it's really there. It's full flavored. Um, it has that Kentucky kind of profile, uh, but more so on the oaky, peanutty side of things. And um, it's a, it's good. I'm excited to see what they do in the future. I, I read some reviews of this before we, we drank it. And uh, I was like, because when I first i my mom was like, all right, it's got, it tastes like corn. Well, yeah, it's whiskey or it's bourbon. But I was like, because people are writing like, you know, the the subtle backsplash of a caramel yeah. fountain meeting, yeah. you know, that perfect apple and like whatever shit. And I was like, a butterscotch melting on a car hood. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't know, it's nutty. I like yeah. it. Uh, but you know, what's the story? It's the story. So the they story have a great story and they have a great whiskey. And they have, and they really. Took the time. I don't know who the money is behind this, but it did not seem to be like an issue. It's the... Yeah. No, I don't think it was. It was... (laughs) It's McCormick has other brands and they have for a little while. And uh, it's McCormick Distilling, so... It's not the McCormick, like... uh, No, not like the Red Cap seasonings. I don't think so. Although that would be interesting. That would be really interesting because this does have... I uh, think they put see, some n- red n- 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 on there. N- n- <laughs> there. <laughs> it's red cap. They're like, <laughs> they're like, oh no, they're this on like to salt us. Salt and pepper. Yeah, they're like the biggest seasoning company. We decided to do a bourbon. Uh, no, this is good. Uh, go buy it if you see yeah. it. Grab it. Uh, yeah. I think you'll enjoy this. This would be something easily to keep around the bar. Yeah, it's got the um, the bourbon library approval rating. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and and look ahead because we're, we uh, are going to do a episode with the gang eventually. Uh, and get their opinions on it and see where everyone's heads are at. I suspect everybody's going to like this. I do, too. I really don't see one member of our group not enjoying it. Um, and go back and, and listen to the Kyle... Uh, Merc... Mccline. Kyle Mer-Kline, uh <laughs> interview we did. We had a great conversation with that guy. I remember being very inspired. Um, and this is has uh, been a good after hours, though. Yeah, man. Happy to have you back in the studio. Yes, sir. All right. Till next time. We'll talk to y'all soon. To drink is to live. That was After Hours. Thanks for listening. Did you like what you heard? Join us at the Bourbon Library for more. And remember to rate, review, and share our show with friends. It's more fun drinking together. All right. Until next time. Cheers.